for listening to this audio podcast from Christian Life Church, Nassau, Bahamas with Dr. J. Sims. We hope that this message will be a blessing and encouragement to you. And I would just like to begin uh, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, the book of Joshua, chapter 1. And uh, Joshua is a very powerful book. Uh, Joshua chapter 1 is a transition. God has used Moses to bring the children of Israel out. And now he has raised up a Joshua to bring the people in. Amen. And, And so we thank God for a time of transitioning. But during times of transition, how many of you know that's really when you got to put your trust in God? During times of change, you have to put your trust in God. By the way, change is going to be happening in 2012. Change is inevitable. But misery is optional. See, our attitude toward change. See, when uh, anything that is healthy is growing. Anything that is growing is changing. I am amazed when I see some of our teenagers now and some of our young adults. I christened them as babies. I held them in my arms and christened them and dedicated them to the Lord. Now they're young adults. And I thank God. But you know what? If they were not healthy, they would not have grown and developed. But because of their health, and they're growing. But how many of you know when things are changing, you're also facing challenges? But when you are faced with challenges, that is the time that you put your trust and your confidence in God. Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he that hath begun a good work in you will do what? He will complete it, and he will bring it to fulfillment. Come on. So what God has started, he's a finisher. What he has begun, he is going to finish it. I believe that everybody on earth wants to be successful in life. Is there anyone here that you just don't want to be successful? Now, I believe all of us want to be successful in life. And this book of Joshua, God speaks to this man of God, and he says to him in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Did you notice that? It shall not depart from your mouth. And then it says, but you shall meditate upon it. How often? Day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. So I want to say this, success is for everyone. Success is for you, and success is for now, and success is for 2012. But it is very important, you must believe that you can succeed. You must believe that God wants to bless you. 3 John, chapter, 3 John, verse 2 said, Beloved, I wish, desire above all things that thou mayest, what? prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. 
So we want people in 2012, as you meditate the Word of God, as your soul prospers, because that's the key to soul prosperity. He said, I want you to prosper and be in health to the same extent as your soul prospers. Your soul will prosper to the extent that your mind is renewed by the Word of God. So as you take the Word, as you're meditating the Word, what does Psalm 1 say? Blessed, happy, fortunate is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Lord, the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. How often? Day and night, and you shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So I want you to know that a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So you got to do something in 2012. You got to do something. You got to give God something to prosper. You got to give God something to multiply. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth. So uh, you've heard me share this, this formula of multiplication. Zero times 100 is zero. Zero times 1,000 is still zero. Zero times a million is still zero. But you put a one in front of it. And now you're having something being multiplied. So that's the same principle of when we're giving to God. He, you, you give, and he said, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So whatever it is that you're believing for in 2012, you probably have, you probably have it right now in maybe in seed form. So if you want people to be kind to you in 2012, start being kind to them. If you want people to treat you nice, you treat other people nice. You know, Jesus gave the greatest relationship principle when he said, as you would have others to do unto you, so do unto them. So let me ask you this question. How do you want people to treat you in 2012? Just like you want to be treated, you start treating people in that same way. Come on, what, however you want to be treated, you start treating people in the same way. Now, every person in this room today is unique. I want you to know that you're one of a kind. Come on, there's no one like you. God didn't make any mistakes when he created you. He created you. He designed you and he made you. And when, he, when you came to this earth, he said, I have a plan for them. I have a purpose for them. There is a destiny for them to fulfill. And, and so uh, there's a verse in 1 John 4, 4. It says, you are of God, little children. You are of God and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are of God. Turn to someone and say, hey, you are of God. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. 
the context is there is an antichrist spirit that has gone into the world and I want you to know that you have overcome those spirits. You have overcome them. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Someone say amen to that. So God desires that you succeed. And success comes to those who plan and those who prepare and those who persevere. Come on. You know, it's not he that starts, it's he that finishes. I told them in the first service about uh, uh, an incident that happened in 1976, the same year my wife and I were married. In that year, at the Olympics in Montreal, Canada, the long-awaited race was about to happen. The runners lined up. There were men from the Caribbean there. And in fact, one was favored to win. His name was Don Quarry. And they lined up to race. Everybody knew Don Quarry had won Olympic medals before. And so, get ready, get set, get ready, and bow. The, the gun was shot. The guys took off, headed for 100 meters. For 95 meters, Don Quarry was like, I'm in ahead. But he did something at about the 95-meter mark with just a split second to cross the line. He looked back. He looked back, and a man by the name of Crawford from Trinidad leaned forward. It was a photo finish. One looked back, but one leaned forward. And the one who leaned forward won the gold medal. Now, I want to tell you, if you're going to win in 2012, it will be because you have made a decision you're not going to look back. Now, let me encourage you something. There are things that has happened to all of us in this room. There are things that has happened to us. I mean, we wish they would not have happened, but we have no control over them any longer. We can't do anything about it. But I want to say this to you, that there is no need for you to look back. There's no need for you to worry about last year and five years ago. You can't change it. But you've got to make a decision to set your face like a flint and look to what is ahead. And I want to prophesy to somebody and say, your best is yet to come. Your best days are ahead of you. 2012 is going to be a good year for somebody here. It's going to be a blessed year. Come on, in every area of your life, because this is the year of the church. This is the year, come on, when, yes, things are being shaken politically, economically, around the world, but I want to tell you, we are a part of an unshakable kingdom. Come on, uh, an unshakable kingdom, that even in the midst of the shaking, you don't have to be shaken. I said in the midst of all the shaking, you don't have to be shaken because God's going to watch over his word in the lives of his people. He's going to watch over his word to perform it. Philippians 1 and 6 again, being confident of this very thing, that which he hath begun, he's going to complete it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul said, I uh, am not here saying that I have apprehended, that I have arrived. I know I haven't arrived, he said. But this one thing I do, I don't know how you feel about it, 
But I, I, I want to confess, in this first month of 2012, I have some room to go. I have, uh, there is, I can still get better. I can still grow spiritually. Come on, I can still grow financially. I can be more blessed in 2012. But this one thing I have to confess, I have not yet arrived. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, can I just say something to you? You want to succeed, but you cannot possess what you do not pursue. The proof of desire is in pursuit. I desire to win. I desire to, to be a success. I desire to... Well, you, you have to pursue. And you need to seek God and put God first in your life. I said put him first. Now... God wants you to win. He wants you to succeed. There are a lot of people who think about success in many different ways. Some think success is when I go off to college and I hear my name called and I walk on the platform and the president or the provost hands me my diploma and all my family are whistling and taking pictures and I have now graduated from college. And some people think that's a success. And I want to tell you, you, that, that, that success is not a destination. Success is a journey. In fact, by the way, if you went to college and you stayed in after your first semester, you're already a uh, success. That, that was one level of success. Come on, that was one level. But success is not a destination. It is a journey. And that journey consists of maybe three components. Here is success. Number one, you need to know your purpose in life. Come on, you, God didn't just bring you here so you could get up tomorrow morning and get a guardian and go down and get your boiled fish and Johnny cake. Amen. That is not the reason God put you on this earth. He has a purpose and a destiny for you to fulfill. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give to you a future and to give to you a hope. So you need to know your purpose. God got you here for a purpose. Long before you was on your mother's mind, you was on your father's mind. God knew you. He knew you before you got here, before I formed you in your mother's belly. I knew you. I had a plan for you. Maybe people have talked bad to you and say you'll never amount to anything. But I'm telling you what, you have to sometimes, you have to renew your mind to the negative things that people speak sometimes. You say, I am who God says I am. I am a child of the king. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am who God says I am. The Bible says in Romans 12, 
verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But then he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. There's the good, there's the acceptable, but there's the perfect will of God. And when your mind is renewed, you can prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But the next verse, after verse 2, verse 3 says, we ought not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. Now, I can promise you, I have not met a lot of people that thinks more highly of themselves. Sometimes people don't think highly enough of themselves. Because I, I, I believe that one of the things that holds people back is this thing of fear and insecurity. They have the, this feeling of insecurity that holds them back, and, and it's rooted in a low self-image. And what I believe that God wants some of us to do is to get rid of stinking thinking and those self-limiting beliefs that says, I'll never be anything. My dad was not much. My mom was not much. I want to tell you, you are not your past, and your past does not determine your future. I'm prophesying to somebody that 2012 will be your year of breakthrough, your year of promotion, your year of advancement. Come on, your year of seeing the favor of God and the fulfillment that you desire to come to pass in your life, your family to be healed. Come on, your lost loved ones to be saved. This is a year of the harvest. We're calling in the harvest. Come on, we did it on Wednesday night from the north and the south, the east and the west. We're telling the harvest, we're speaking to the harvest to come in. I tell you, there are people who are lonely and now God is saying it's time that you be placed in a family and there's a family here at Christian Life Church and we're calling in the family and when they come, you better treat them with respect, and honor. Come on. Come on. You will only attract what you respect. I said you will attract what you respect. Just think about it. If you respect health, you will attract health. You respect finances, you'll attract finances. What you respect, you will attract. But some people, let me encourage you with this, I believe a healthy self-image is to see yourself like God sees you. No more, no less. I'm not talking about hyping yourself up. I I'm talking about just going to the Word of God. Go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and see that we are blessed. We have been chosen. We have been predestined. We have been accepted in the beloved. We are complete in Christ. See, when you study Ephesians chapter 1, that's the wealth of the Christian. You go after chapter 1 and it's the walk of the Christian. You go to the last chapter and it's the warfare of the Christian. But thank God all weapons are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of 
strongholds and casting down imaginations, reasonings that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. So let me tell you uh, that success is not money. Success is not just reaching a goal. Success is not power. Success is not determined by your circumstances. Success is not having it all. Success is not maintaining the status quo. Success is not avoiding criticism. It's like, listen, if, if, if God starts blessing you, people are going to talk about you. I said, when God starts blessing you, people are going to envy you. When God starts blessing you, sometimes, like Peter, he said to the Lord, haven't we left mother and father? Jesus said, you haven't done any of that except that I will bless you 100-fold. And then he said something else. He said, with persecution. So there may be persecution. But hey, God is with you. And greater is he that is in you. And if God before you, who can be against you? So, so success is knowing your purpose. Secondly, success is growing to your maximum potential. Let me just tell you that the potential in this room right now is phenomenal. We, we, have, we have artists in this room. I mean, right now, I, I, I can identify about four. I mean, I, I'm talking about real artists. Uh, I, wow, maybe five, six. I mean, we got some gifted, talented people here. But the potential that's inside of you maybe has been lying dormant. And it's time for it to be stirred up that this is your year uh, uh, to reach your potential, and that's how far you can go, but you haven't gone there yet. It's what you can do, but you haven't done yet. It's what you can be, but you haven't become yet. So you have to let go of the past. What, what things, negative things people have said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue, every tongue that is risen in judgment to speak negative things over you, you shall condemn them and just declare them as null and void. I am who God says I am. But you see, when the devil comes, what he does is he uses these limiting beliefs. He uses low self-esteem, number one, to paralyze your potential. He uses low self-esteem to destroy your dreams. I want to tell somebody here, it's time to dream again. You know, there are dream thieves. And one of the dream thieves sometimes is people who are closest to you. They'll, I mean, they'll sow seeds of doubt like, who do you think you are? No one in our family ever went to college before. Well, who do you think you are that you could go to college? You know, and they'll sow, you starting a business, you know anything about running any business? You know, I mean, they'll just sow seeds, you know, and then time is a dream thief. Because after you've had a dream and such a long time has elapsed, 
you thinking to yourself, I guess it'll never come to pass, and some of you have let dreams die. I'm saying to somebody today, wake up your dream. I said, wake up your dream. Come on, dream again. Begin to see your future. Begin to envision your future. Begin to see it. You see it, and then you begin to say it. And then it's just a matter of time. You're going to seize it. You're going to take a hold of what God has put inside of you. Delight yourself in the Lord in 2012, and he shall give to you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. So I'm talking about what is success now. It's knowing your purpose. It's growing to your maximum potential. And thirdly, it is sowing seeds in the lives of others that benefit them. And seeds, I'm talking about, it may just be words that you speak. That's a seed. It might just be kindness that you show. Here's what I want. I, I, want, I want you to do this in 2012. Look for the good in other people. Did you know that you could always find the negative? You could always find the bad. But you know what I want you to do in 2012? Look for the good in every person you meet. I mean, every person you meet, look for the good. Why? Because God created every person in his image and in his likeness. And we need to start looking for the good. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt to affirm, you know what I notice in you? I notice that you have a gift. Begin to tell people. Begin to affirm. Affirm people. Encourage people. Don't you need to be encouraged? We'll start encouraging somebody else. Come on, begin speaking and prophesying somebody else's future. Begin saying what you believe for them in this year of 2012. You know what? That's one of my goals for 2012. I want to help add value to you in this new year. Whatever it takes, I, I want to add value to your person. I want to add value to your family. I want to add value by what I say to you, by how I treat you, and what I speak into your life. I'm going to sow seeds because I want to tell you, and then I'm going to water some seeds because every single person in here, you have seeds of greatness on the inside of you. I'm stirring up some of those seeds. I'm fertilizing some of those seeds today. So, so. The first thing you got to do, you got to know your purpose. Number two, you got to grow to your maximum potential. And number three, you got to sow seeds that benefit the lives of other people. It's not just about me, my wife, our two children, us four, no more. No, you got to get outside of yourself. It's not about you. It's not all about you. It's about how you can make a difference, how you can serve the purpose of God for this generation, how, how you can make a difference. So uh, in this year of 2012, I want to encourage you to make a decision. Be confident. You need to be confident that what God has started, he's going to finish it. There's going to be a fulfillment of all that the Lord has promised. So make a decision. Don't, don't like Abraham, he said at his age, he said, he considered not his body now dead. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he believed that what God had promised. And you know what he did in the process? He just gave God praise and glory. So I'm going to tell you that I believe that 2012 will bring fulfillment and manifestation into your life of promises that God has already spoken. 
But until you see the manifestation, stay sweet in your spirit. Give God thanks. Give God praise. Just say, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. You are a good God. You're a mighty God. You are a more than enough God. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God who sees, and you're the Lord who provides. And, Lord, I know that you will make a way for me. So some of you need to start afresh in this new year. Start. That we could use that word, and we could use the acronym START, S-T-A-R-T. The S would stand for Stop Making Excuses. Isn't it amazing how we want to make excuses for what we, uh, where we are, and we want to blame it on where we were born, and blame it on uh, our parents, and blame it on, we try to blame everybody else. But do they take responsibility? And then the T is take stock or take inventory. Come on, I'm going to tell you, you will be surprised. Uh, you have you got to get rid of self-limiting beliefs. Come on, some of the things that you that there's limiting beliefs, and it's time to take the limits off. Come on, no more limits in 2012. And then some of you are going to have to act in faith. That's the A, act in faith. Come on, take a step of faith in this new year. Some of you need to take some faith-filled risk. Take faith-filled risk. That is, act in faith. <coughs> the R is for refocus your thinking. Refocus. Refocus your thinking. Come on. Uh, if you could change your thoughts, you could change your world. As a man thinketh. In his heart, so is he. So some of you just need to refocus your thinking. And then <clears throat> the last T is to trust in God. Put your trust in him. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. We have to make a decision in 2012. We have to make a decision that we're not going to let the past determine our future. We're not going to let anything that has happened in our past determine what our tomorrows is going to be like. We have to make a decision. Stop making excuses. Take stock. Take inventory. Act in faith. Refocus your thinking. And then trust in the Lord. Now, hey, I want to give you these, these two verses in closing. Philippians chapter 4. Let me begin at verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now look at the first word of the next verse, and. Now, see, and. If you do verse 6, you get verse 7. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. If you do verse 6, you get verse 7. If the, the Phillips translation says, don't worry about anything whatsoever, but tell God about everything. Don't worry about anything, but tell God about everything. 
and then give him thanks for what he has already done. And the peace of God. And the peace of God. Now, that's how you get peace. Did you know that you cannot worry and pray at the same time? Anytime you're worrying, I can promise you this one thing, you're not praying and giving God thanks. So every time you're faced with a situation in 2012 to worry, to be anxious, just say, I'm not going to be anxious, Father. I'm casting all my cares upon you. I want to thank you, Lord, because you were with me in 2011. You brought me into this new year, and I know that you're going to see me through. You are with me, and I'm just giving you thanks right now. I thank you that I'm alive. I have breath in my body. You woke me up this morning, and here I am alive. You let me see this new year, and you just start giving God thanks, and you move in from thanksgiving into praise. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with praise, and when you move into praise, the Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people, and all of a sudden through your praising him for not for just simply for who, for who he is, I praise you, Lord. And as you praise him, God inhabits the praise. Did you know that the Chinese, when they were translating the Bible, did not have the words to translate God inhabits the praise of his people. So what they wrote is that when we praise God, we erect a throne upon which he can sit. So as you're praising God, you're giving him a right to come into your life and, and bring his presence and his power. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. For thine is the kingdom. I want, you to, I want to say that God wants you blessed. He wants you to win. He wants you to succeed. And I believe as you will seek first the kingdom of God in this new year, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he said all these things shall be added unto you. That simply means put God first. God, I want you first in my life. So put him first thing in the morning, put God first. See, it's like this. What you do first determines what God does second. And when you give God the first, he can bless the rest. So when you give him the first part of your morning, when you start in the morning and you just say, thank you, Lord. Come on. I'm not talking about having an hour prayer meeting. I'm just saying wake up in the morning and the first thing you get out of your mouth is a thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you thanks and I praise. Lord, you didn't have to get me up today, but here I am. I'm alive and I can walk and I can see and I can touch and I can taste. Lord, I give you thanks and I give you praise. And just begin to thank him and praise him. And start honoring the Lord in, in your life. And you watch. Watch the blessings. As your praises go up, the blessings are going to come down. That when Jacob was at that place at, 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 at Bethel, and he, he had that experience, and he saw the angels on that ladder, and some were ascending and some were descending. I'll tell you what was going on there. I'll tell you, when your praises were going up, some angels were taking your praises right before the throne of God. And as your praises went up, there were some angels coming down the ladder, and they were bringing blessings to your address. They were bringing peace. They were bringing the blessings that you need. So listen, don't minimize the
the power of your praise and your worship and your thanksgiving and the power that is in your time of being in the presence of God. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So may I encourage you, as we prepare now and we step into this new year and we go forward into this, this year uh, and this month of January, ask God just to touch and transform your heart. See, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Ask him to transform your heart. You see, this thing of insecurity is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Ask Jesus to transform. See, I believe that God wants to bring major breakthroughs in this year, 2012, to his people. And I want to just say this. Enjoy being yourself. Quit looking at other people. You know, and, and quit comparing yourself. Did you know when you compare yourself... Uh, it, it just, it, it leads to envy, and it leads you uh, not feeling good about yourself. Don't compare yourself. Enjoy being you. Be comfortable in your own skin. And then, trust as you're in the Word, God's going to give you thoughts. He's going to give you ideas. I believe that God wants to give inventions to people in this room. In this room, he wants to give you ideas. He wants to cause there to be a creativity flowing over you that you begin to come up with things that no one has ever thought of before because they'll be God's idea. Remind yourself regularly of what God has done for you in the past and what even what you have accomplished in the past. Remind yourself regularly what you have accomplished. And then encourage yourself in the Lord. Come on, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. You remember David, you know, when David faced that situation at Ziglag and he got home and his home will burn. His wife and children were taken away by the terrorists from Ziglag. The Bible says he wept with those mighty men of valor. They wept until they had no more tears to weep. But then he went to God. He inquired of the Lord. He began to seek God. And God said, pursue, overtake, and recover all. I believe that 2012 is the year you recover all. You take back everything the devil has stolen. And whatever he has done to you, you put your foot down and say, enough is enough. Devil, I'm taking back. I'm taking back my family. I'm taking back my finances. I'm taking back everything that the devil has stolen. And then do your best with what you have, where you are. You know, no one can ask for anything more than that. Just do the best. Be the best you can be in 2012. Do the best. Come on. Do the best that you can. Students, listen to me. Study. Do your lessons. Just do the best that you can. And don't compare yourself with anyone else. Just be yourself. Do the best that you can. No one can ask for more than that. And then work from your strengths. Don't crush your confidence with working on things you're not good at. Work on things you are good at. Work on your strengths. Come on, leverage your strengths. You're not good at everything. But you are good at something. So whatever you're good at, work on that. Use that 
for the glory of God. And then you know what? I want to encourage you with this. Celebrate other successes. When someone else has success, celebrate with them. Someone else gets blessed, celebrate their blessings. Don't envy their blessings. Get excited for somebody. Come on, celebrate their victories. Celebrate their successes. Encourage and honor those around you who are doing something. Again, find out what they're doing, celebrate them. Honor them. Encourage them. And then keep your eyes on the vision. Come on, don't get lost in someone else's vision. You know what God has put in your heart. I want to encourage you, stay close to Jesus in 2012. He said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Say it with me. I can. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. I can. Yes, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Stay close to God. Stay close to the Lord. He said, draw nigh to me. And he said, and I will draw nigh to you. I tell you, when he is close and when he is there, he's with you. By the way, he is with you. I, I, I told them in the first service in the Hebrew, the word with is a, it's in the picture language, it is the picture. When he says he's with you, it's like the picture of a father escorting his daughter to her groom. He said, I'm with you. He said, I'm with you. I, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to get you in 2012 out in a faith adventure and draw back or lose strength or power to work on your behalf. But as I have been with you, so I shall be with you in the future. I'll not leave you, and I will not forsake you. I am with you to the end. Thank you for listening to this audio podcast from Christian Life Church with Dr. Jay Sims. We hope that this message has been a blessing to you.